Namaste everyone. I am Dr. Sushila and I'm delighted to introduce you to Hello Apollo, a weekly podcast that aims to bring the latest developments in health research, health news, and the latest health trends straight to your device. Today's podcast on the topic shoulder and elbow surgeries seeks to provide an accessible platform for medical professionals to discuss their area of expertise and create an engaging dialogue about the latest in healthcare. for all of us to stay up to date on what's happening in the world of health as well and this podcast seeks to make it easier for everyone to do so i'm your host and i'm delighted to have jin from aberdeen the kapil kumar an accomplished shoulder and elbow surgeon who has had a career spanning over 16 years kumar has trained numerous national and international associates while actively running a fellowship program in orthopedics for the past 10 years in the uk kumar has published in various international journals thank you very much for that flattering introduction dr sushila and uh, i'm happy to talk about the shoulder yeah. elbow conditions that in this podcast so you can kick off with the first yeah. question yes so here we go the first question is what is shoulder impingement syndrome what are the causes and symptoms of shoulder impingement syndrome I know if there are multiple yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks. I think they're very relevant and pertinent questions because shoulder impingement syndrome is a very, very common condition affect causing shoulder pain. It affects a vast majority of people. Uh, and if we try and understand what causes impingement syndrome, we need to talk a little bit about a group of muscles in the shoulder called the rotator cuff. Now, rotator cuff. is a group of four muscles which is sits on top of the arm bone the humerus and it sits under the a part of the shoulder blade called the acromion the main function of the rotator cuff is to aid in shoulder movements but it also acts what we call as a depressor so essentially the head of the humerus is centered in front of the the socket while the arm is being moved and due to a number of reasons it could be simple as poor posture uh, where the shoulder blade is rotated forwards or repetitive overhead activities number of patients no underlying cause but essentially all grow a little bit older uh, the rotator cuff is not functioning very well so when the arm moves up the rotator cuff gets caught between the top end of the arm bone and the under surface of the acromion which causes pain so main <coughs> symptoms of shoulder impingement syndrome are pain in the shoulder while trying to do overhead activities so most commonly patients will say that if they are trying to get something out of the top shelf peep activities like washing the hair dressing or undressing can be painful and there can be pain at night but that may come as the condition progresses while most of the movements with the arm by the side are still preserved but it is overhead movement so kisi bhi movement jo ki aapke bazu kandhe ke upar de ja rahi hai us position mein kandhe mein dard hota hai but it is very interesting that main pain is not around the shoulder a lot of people may complain of pain around the upper arm rather than the shoulder itself but that pain is coming from the shoulder so treatment options are first of course the 
the condition has to be diagnosed correctly by a thorough examination by a surgeon uh, who has a special interest in shoulder surgery and investigations like x-rays or mri scans be required and then <clears throat> once we have diagnosed impingement syndrome in the initial stages it can be treated with a simple shot of a steroid injection into the shoulder followed by period of physiotherapy which relieves the symptoms in most people very very rarely surgery may be needed for uh, an impingement so the mainstay is physiotherapy and injections yeah thank you so much for that uh, detailed explanation doctor uh, extending on to uh, other shoulder injuries what are rotator cuff injuries and what are the prevention strategies and rehab exercises in rotator cuff injuries yeah so again rotator cuff tears or injuries are again getting increasingly common you know we a lot of people are spending a lot of time in the gym people play a lot of sport people are playing tennis and squash and all sorts of things so rotator cuff injuries or tears can occur due to two things one is that some there may be an acute injury where somebody has a fall a heavy fall onto the shoulder which may cause a tear but again more common <clears throat> commonly these are repetitive use or overuse injuries especially in middle aged individuals it can be considered as an extension of impingement syndrome so if you try and explain things very simply ki jo andar ki mastpeshiyan wo dheere dheere karke ghis rahi hai and that can lead to a tear so prevention strategies is again if you are exercising in the gym you should follow appropriate advice from your personal trainers do them under supervision do not do heavy weights which you are not used to you need to warm up before you warm up and stretch before you start your exercises and again if you have had shoulder pain an appropriate early intervention with a physiotherapy correction of posture etc may again help if you have got a rotator cuff tear which is then diagnosed based on an mri scan the treatment for that will also depend upon the size of the tear the age of the patient the activity levels in small tears in slightly older individuals who do not have very high demands of lifting heavy weights one can treat them with injections and physiotherapy while in younger individuals who have got a lot of pain and marked weakness of the shoulder surgery to repair the rotator cuff is very successful but again as i said before this is highly specialized surgery and needs to be done by surgeons who are suitably trained and got the skills to do this operation which can be done arthroscopically so again early diagnosis prevention and treatment by suitable individuals is the key here the next question that i would like to ask you doctor is how can we diagnose shoulder instability and what are its management options yeah i think that's a very easy question and tricky at the same time so what is shoulder instability shoulder instability can manifest itself either as somebody who says that their shoulder dislocates which means it's come out of this comes out of the socket repeatedly and that can usually start after an initial injury which is usually a heavy fall uh, usually sustained while playing sport or is an accident where the shoulder dislocates especially in young men this can become a recurrent problem where the shoulder then starts to dislocate rather easily 
But in some patients, this may not be as clear cut as the shoulder dislocating, uh, obviously. But it may be that at some times, the patient feels a f- that the shoulder doesn't feel right. In a lot of people who play sport like cricket, they may not be able to throw from the outfield because as soon as they do that, they may get a sudden sharp pain in their shoulder and they feel that is the shoulder is slipped out of the socket, although it's not a true dislocation. So again, as I said, it is a spectrum of problems. In some people, the shoulder dislocates and comes out of the socket very easily, while in others, it may be that the shoulder just doesn't have these, the feeling of being right or being stronger in certain positions. Interestingly, in cricket players, they may still be able to bowl, they may still be able to bat, but it may be that it's the throwing which is difficult which they, uh, and they're unable to do. So how do we diagnose this? It's again taking a good um, patient gives you the history, then suitable examination, but we may need investigations. We need investigations like an MRI scan and a CT scan. MRI scan gives us the information about the the ligaments that are usually torn or the labrum which is torn at uh, during a dislocation. This is called a bankart lesion. And, and a CT scan tells us if by repeated dislocations has there been any bone loss on the two sides of the shoulder because that affects our management. So, and once you have, once there is a history of recurrent instability, I think that it is corrected surgically because repeated dislocations can lead to loss of bone uh, on the socket and the the uh, the ball of the shoulder side, which can lead to more bigger operations, uh, which involve transfer of bones. So, but where the problem is mainly soft tissue problem that can be dealt with effectively with an arthroscopic or a keyhole procedure. Right, doctor. So, uh, I mean, maybe you would like to reiterate what are the indications of a shoulder replacement surgery? You mentioned some here, but uh, if you would like, uh, like to tell us, when do we go for something as, uh, you know, I would say aggressive as a shoulder replacement surgery? Yeah, so, you know, we know that um, a lot of people undergo replacements of other joints like knees and hips, but shoulder replacement surgery in itself is a very successful operation. The main reasons to do shoulder replacement surgery are if patients have got arthritis and arthritis, if it affects one joint, can affect the other joint as well. And arthritis, usually in the older individuals, it presents with a painful, stiff shoulder. Investigations like x-rays and scans are needed to confirm the diagnosis. And then (coughs) following a total shoulder replacement, we are able to restore, uh, improve the pain. and restore the movements uh, of the shoulder. There is a common perception that shoulder replacements may not give a very good range of movement, but done, as I said, done in the, by an appropriately trained surgeon, the, the outcomes of shoulder replacements are very good and the shoulder replacements do last a long time as well. One of the other <laughs> reasons for doing a shoulder replacement is uh, a, quite a bad fracture of the the upper arm, so the prox- uh, the humerus as it is called, if the upper end of the humerus is badly broken and those pieces of bone cannot be put together, then we've got uh, replacements like what is called as a reverse shoulder replacement by which we put the 
the ball of the the shoulder onto this uh, we reverse the so we put the socket on the the scapula or the 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 shoulder blade side and we put the the socket onto the arm side and this is a very successful operation it restores the function very quickly patients are able to lift their arm above their head and again this is a uh, this can lead to long term restoration of function so the main indications of shoulder replacement surgery would be arthritis and uh, very bad fractures of the upper end of the humerus and again they are successful operations okay doctor so uh, thanks for that detailed explanation uh, would now like to ask you about a very common condition what is tennis elbow and how is it managed <laughs> Yes, tennis elbow is a very um, common thing, and interestingly, not many tennis players actually get tennis elbow. So, what is tennis elbow? <clears throat> In tennis elbow, the pain is on the outer aspect of the elbow, just over where the the prominent bone is. The pain is brought on on doing things like working on a computer keyboard, as most of uh, most of us spend a lot of time on the computer keyboards doing these repetitive tasks. The there is a lot of strain on the muscles of the forearm and the wrist and they all attach onto the outer aspect of the elbow and gives gives rise to pain in this um, area the pain is made worse on trying to lift anything or gripping a cup or turning a door handle and things like that can be very painful it can be very debilitating condition but the solutions are quite easy and simple in the initial stages injections uh into the area um and physiotherapy we encourage people to use uh, a, a brace around the elbow which provides rest to the uh, affected area as in the past we used to use <clears throat> a lot of steroid injections for this but nowadays the trend is moving towards what is known as platelet rich plasma this is um, quite commonly available and in my personal experience has been very successful in treating patients with tennis elbow one or two injections usually suffice and of course patients need appropriate physiotherapy very very rarely we might have to do an operation on tennis elbow but as i said with the use of prp injections or platelet rich plasma injections most people can be treated effectively without the need for surgery Right, sir. So we have come to the end of this con- conversation, but I would like to ask you what message do you want to leave for our viewers and listeners? So a lot of <clears throat> common shoulder and elbow conditions, which are painful. The first thing is prevention. So you know, if you are a gym goer, if you are a sports person, then follow these simple principles of stretching and warming up before you do your physical exercise. don't neglect your shoulder or arm pain because you still can do some of your tasks go and see somebody who understands these problems timely action can actually resolve most of these problems without the need for any complicated surgery so find a physiotherapist who can address your shoulder and elbow problems or look out for uh, an orthopedic surgeon who has a special interest in shoulder and elbow surgery and he can he or she can then help you at a to counter these things and improve your symptoms with simpler measures. Thank you so much Dr. Kapil. Uh I would now like to sign off so to know more about healthcare and our upcoming episodes. Do follow and share this message with your family, friends and loved ones. We will be back with another specialist discussing another topic next week. 
For any suggestions regarding the topic discussed today, DM us on our social media handle Apollo Hospitals Delhi. We'll be happy to connect. Till then, stay happy and healthy. This is your host, Dr. Sushila, signing off. Thank you.